0: Thanks for listening to the podcast. We hope you enjoy it. The show notes are included in the summary for each episode. Notes can be accessed from the mobile marketing podcast link at the top and bottom of the dominoresearch.com website. If you like the podcast, please take a moment to help us out. Rate and review us on your preferred medium. We are currently available on iTunes, Google Play Podcast, Stitcher, and TuneIn Radio. Thank you. <laughs> Hey there, and welcome to the latest episode of Mobile Wallet Marketing Made Easy, the podcast that helps you navigate the ever-changing
1: landscape of mobile marketing. The state of retail. What are the latest trends that were talked about at the big show? Uh, What are the experts saying? What are the retail's vision for 2020? All this and more on our latest episode. Hi there. I'm Kim Stewart and I'm Hazel Fruitman and if you're reading our blog and you know that I talk about retail trends from time to time, especially after NRF's The Big Show uh, that comes around every year and this is no exception and instead of writing about this year, I thought it'd be fun to chat about it on our podcast.
0: Yeah, especially since we're not doing the blog anymore on the domino
1: side. <laughs> right, right. And... <laughs> For those of you who don't know, retail's big show and expo um, is run uh, every year. It's actually very well received. Um, It's from the uh, NRF, the National Retail Federation. So the big decision makers are there, directors, CEOs from the largest retail outlets. Uh, Like This year included Walmart, Kohl's, Wegmans, Cartier was there. and it brings with it critical industry inside and cyber foresight. So,
0: oh yeah. So now you want me to talk? Um, that's pretty funny. <laughs> you know, it was really kind of weird, and I hate to just sort of interject this into the middle of it, but you know, when when you're talking about retail space today, yeah, staying in business is really hard. Um, I don't know if I actually mentioned this to you, but the other day I was out driving around looking for something. I can't even remember what I was trying to find now. And I came out of the Target and went around the corner, like hopped in the car, and was getting ready to drive home. And all of a sudden I looked over, and it it occurred to me that Mike had said that Pier One had declared bankruptcy. Now, I don't know how often you've ever shopped at Pier One, but I mean, that that place goes like way back to when I was in high school. That's where you went to go get like your papasan chair that you had in your room.
1: Right, that's right. And
0: So I look over and I see signs in all the windows and it's like sales 60 to 80 percent off store closing so yeah you know staying in business is not necessarily it's never been easy but i mean it's harder than ever you know we've had the whole Kmart sears debacle like the sears over by us is no longer a sears it just closed down now the pier one is closing down you know what is the edge that helps people stay in business i mean you know the previous past couple years the indication would kind of be that it's technology but you know is is that really the case so maybe before we talk about this further do you actually
1: have the retail forecasts for the last few years um i i actually do Oh. Yeah. Did you know that because I miss stats? Is that how Because you
0: I'm pretty clever even though I'm over here having my breakfast smoothie while we're recording.
1: Uh, <laughs> well, you know, retail is taking a dive. We all know, you know, Amazon is eating up the suburban shopping malls. And, you know, big box retailers, oh, they're on our, our
0: shit list too right now.
1: Amazon is on your oh, shit yeah. list right now? Right
0: now. Oh. Um, not to interrupt you, but you know, so here's the thing that happened. So Mike ordered some cleaner, like a degreaser cleaner that they use on the boat for the winches. Cause you know, they're getting ready to do the San Diego to Puerto Vallarta race. And so Amazon s- was doing the fulfillment on the product. So they had sent him a thing last week saying that it had shipped the product and it was supposed to arrive on Monday. So Monday comes around and all of a sudden it's like nine o'clock at night on Monday night. And he realizes that he hasn't gotten the stuff. And so he goes back and all of a sudden the Amazon delivery status had changed to it's running late. Oh, but the UPS tracking code that they had originally sent him when they said that it shipped was an invalid tracking code in the UPS system. But then I started looking around for this product online and it turns out that it doesn't even exist anymore and there's no inventory. Like places you used to be able to buy it, like REI and Walmart, they don't have it. Nobody has it. It's like out of stock. And so it was just really kind of weird, you know, how they would send a thing saying that it had shipped when it hadn't really shipped and then it wasn't even available.
1: Right. Right. It's like, it's an automated thing. And then, Oh, we got to fix it. <laughs> yeah. So if Amazon's going to continue down this road, that's not going to be very good. No, not at all. Not at all. <laughs> and you know, big box retailers are already adjusting to that. I know that uh, a big part of the, the uh, convention was talking about different ways they can have delivery systems that was with Amazon. So once that's figured out, that will change the game forever with retail. Anyway, you know, small retailers too. The strain is no different. Um, you know, you, any city block that we go to, you'll see a "for lease" sign in the storefront. I'm sure. And you know, it's how things are changing. How we use public spaces is changing. Uh, what types of experience we're looking for as a consumer. Um, so you need to like adapt.
0: Right. I mean, that you know, that's like there's a mall or what used to be a mall around the way from here. I don't know, it's maybe 15 miles from here. It's not a very good part of town. Um, It's not like it's a ratty part of town, but you know, it's just like one of those areas where, oh, there used to be this mall and the mall used to be really great. And then all the stores went out of the mall, but now they've taken this mall and they've turned it into a shopping center, I mean, an office park. So all the the stuff that was stores is now offices and, you know, like some dental school or somebody like that has moved into part of it. So it's, it's totally repurposing into, you know, which goes back to your talking about adapting. I mean, you know, for the people who don't adapt.
1: Yeah. Well, there we go. Now I'm going to go back into the stats area here. Yes, For those who don't adapt, they get left behind. And the latest estimates in 2019 store closures passed the 9K mark. That's 60% increase from 2018. 2018 had 5,800 stores closed. So, you know, that sounds like a lot. And I'm
0: assuming those are U.S. numbers. These are, this is all U.S. But 9,000 stores across the whole country. Probably not as many as it sounds like. I mean, we have way too many stores to begin with. Way too many stores with way too much crap.
1: We do. We do. And I know that you want to go on about that. And I'll let you, just let me finish off these Yeah, stats. go ahead. <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, they yeah. have surpassed, um, even closures have surpassed Opening. So there's only been like 4,500 openings. Um, but even with that, there are still more people opening stores every year. Um, that's more stores were open last year, even though more stores closed last year. So, you know, it's just a, it's a way <laughs> it will get there in a minute. We'll get there. Just let me also say that Macy's closed 125 stores laying off two thousand employees, which is a hit. And, you know, we're just getting over the death of Sears, as you mentioned before. Forever Twenty One is closing its doors. You know, Pier One imports, as you mentioned. So, you know, the Kohl's is not also has to retool. They're not doing so hot. Um, They're there
0: all the time now. That's how we get rid of our Amazon returns. Exactly. And they give us a coupon and we actually buy stuff from them. Like
1: I haven't shopped there in probably 15 years, but all of a sudden now we're in there like once a month. Yeah, exactly. So things are picking up. They've adapted. (laughs) And now, you know, yeah, I know that you want to say something. You can go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, it's funny because, you know, people have
0: been opening stores. It's the same thing with restaurants, but, you know, they've been trying to succeed in retail, even though traditional retail, as we know it, is kind of on a downslope. Um, yeah. Personally, I think that one of the reasons for that is because as soon as things go just the slightest bit well, All of these retailers and stores, um, especially the big chains or the ones that are (coughs) publicly traded stock market style companies, you know, they go on these real estate sprees and they open up, you know, 500 stores where really maybe they needed about 75 stores. And now they've got all these leases, all this... Overstoring, if you want to you know make up a term for it you know it is it is very similar to restaurants I mean you know I get it with the small people who want to have like a store of their own but you know we've dealt with these people who are very nice for the most part okay I just want to be clear I mean the, the average person running a single location restaurant or a single location store or a gym or you know whatever these are really really nice people i mean most of them are going to get crushed i think it's something like 90 percent of retailers and restaurants close down in the first couple years after they open um especially the ones that don't have a big well-oiled machine with a lot of funding behind them um you know where it's like everybody's in the same boat here It's you've got to stand out. You've got to have a hook. You've got to have a way to get people's attention. You know, you 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 have to have a good product. There's no doubt about that. But before somebody gets to the point of trying your good product or finding out about how good your product is or isn't, you still have to get you have to get out ahead of your competitors. If it's using tech or whatever, you know, trying to compete with big stores, box stores, stuff like that. Um, You know, it just, it seems to me that a lot of people, especially the smaller mom and pop type shops, whatever you want to call it, uh, in the trenches is probably a good word for it. You know, do they really even know where to start or how to get started? You know, it says a lot for our mobile marketing platform. You know, it's a simple inexpensive fantastic solution that allows small companies to do what we term omni channel marketing which is you know across multiple platforms right. all kind of connected into a single place and right. you know it you know customers expect some sort of connection and engagement if you don't give them that they completely and totally forget
1: about you every time you turn around that's that's right and you know like what you you said uh, earlier you made an important important point that you know we're in a correction period when it comes to stores oh my god and now people don't even want to leave their house yeah there are way too many of them but if you're not selling toilet
0: paper nobody's coming to your place right now that's right I mean, I'm going to Mexico next week and hopefully I'm gonna get an upgrade on my flight because there'll be nobody on the flight. but I mean, seriously, people are
1: like stocking up and not leaving their houses. It's crazy., it's true. It is crazy.. <laughs> you're, you're right. You're right. And you know, going back to you know in general here, big retailers need to adapt. Uh, they use tech they're using tech to do so. They're um, having larger digital footprints. Uh, for consumer experience and you know a lot of that is used you, you know they do it using mobile messaging and and that's how they need to, that's how they want to be presented uh, so it's Retailers really need to pick up on that um, You know, it's done by the way of story engage uh, story engagement and we look back around at the trends for the big show and <clears throat> They had, were trust in retail sustainability accountability tracing and critical brand belonging brand belonging meaning in the store they want to have their value being seen so that's where location ads pick up Um, so that's what digital i mean that's what retailers are looking for when it comes to a digital uh, digital uh footprint here um, lots of cross channel sales. Uh, we've talked about that in many of our episodes, right. um, how that would work. So I'm glad they're on, on, you know, we're there with us when it comes to that. Um, they're embracing and driving social growth, telling a brand story, as I mentioned, delivery, right? These are all the themes that were going yeah. on. Hmm? the same stuff that we harp on all, all the time yeah it's getting familiar isn't it so <laughs> we have like uh shopper's journey you know the terms were used consumer behavior and how loyalty is transformed with customer experiences using mobile um and of course and we say this all the time as well let's enhance the employees to be involved now don't, doesn't that sound familiar again <laughs> really I want to be an
0: empowered employee I was so empowered do you see that I cut my own hair the other day oh oh yes yeah, so <laughs> well, you yeah did like I the sun off you of it do yourself I did I just got out of the shower I was getting ready to go somewhere and I was like you know what I think my hair just needs a little bit of a boost and I thought Mike was on his way home but I texted him and I'm like are you almost home and I didn't get a reply and I was just like chick, 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 and he came home and he's like I'm like well do you do you like it and he's like looking at me like do I like what of course you know and I'm like I cut my hair he's like oh my god I thought you did but I didn't really think you would cut (laughs) that much hair off and but I did so anyway he evened up the back a little bit for me but uh see now if my hairdresser had sent me a message saying hey come get a haircut maybe I would have gone and got a haircut but I wanted a haircut so I got a haircut Uh, (laughs) um You know, so anyway, back on track. So it, it seems kind of like the parallels in the agenda for this year's, uh, the, the tracks and those discussions are very similar to what we are as usual as always talking about, um,
1: you know, true. create a
0: strategy that shapes the shoppers journey. I mean, right. we have so many episodes in the archives about this. Um, is there anything new? transformationally new that we should be looking at
1: uh yes uh there, there is uh planning and developing artificial intelligence ai it's going to fit in the everyday consumer creating compelling experiences um, you know that was a really big thing everyone's excited about how that's going to go lots of buzz around it um Do you have examples because i am not really feeling this OK, so you go into a, let's say you're a man and you want to buy a suit. right? So you go into the suit store. <laughs> okay, so uh, AI would be you get into this like little machine. It will be like, a, let's say, a size of a telephone booth, it will measure you with like laser beams, whatever lights, to do a 360 of your body. Oh great, then I can feel like I'm at the airport again. Right, yeah, it's like that. They transfer that on and then they still tell you like how the suit will look on you. And then you can put different kinds of suits and the colors and blah blah to customize it the way you want.
0: Yeah, you know, they've been doing that with furniture uh-huh. for at least twenty five years. And let me just tell you right now, it's it only goes so far. But whatever. Okay. Okay.
1: Um getting to that, uh they're Uh, You know Starbucks CEO Kevin Johnson mentioned how they're looking into AI uh, for uh, baristas to better focus on making a customer connection with a human first digital strategy.
0: You know, I would just like the barista to focus on making the freaking coffee as fast as they can. Yeah, exactly. And if the human can't make the coffee fast enough, then get a freaking robot to come and make the coffee. But that's really what I'm looking for when I go to Starbucks. I want the coffee and I want it
1: fast. I don't need anything else from them. Right, right. No silly spellings of your name. <laughs> um, okay, so next, uh, you know, people are saying... When it comes to AI, we haven't seen anything like it yet. When it comes to Toys R Us, did you know that they are still around? Do I care? Well, you probably <laughs> don't. Uh, like in Canada, they're still around. They never went anywhere. But in sh- in the US, they filed for bankruptcy. Um, I think you know how that went. They canceled the uh, bankruptcy auction and they're developing smaller retail shops for them where you can go in and have an ai experience i guess that's like, like what i think that probably means is that kids can go in there and play video games and <laughs> you know audio and virtual reality before they buy it i don't know what else they'll do it for at the moment but that's probably the biggest feature they'll have in their stores you see that when you go to the apple store and you go to microsoft store already
0: yeah, but you know, the Apple Store and the Microsoft Store, which, okay, I can't really say anything about the Microsoft Store because I have not and will not ever set foot in there. Um, but you know, the Apple Store is just such a totally, totally different thing. I mean, that that's... It's not like Toys R Us, but, you know. Um,
1: yep. you. I, I think... <laughs> No well, other- we're going to wait and
0: see what happens this yeah, year. But no I, have- I think we got a big problem with the perception of germs and the spread of germs. I think there's a lot of places that are going to take a hi- an unexpected hit based on these, this virus situation.
1: Sure, um,
0: sure. I don't know. Keep going. Tell me what else you found out.
1: Okay. Well, you know, I just wanted to say that, you know, Toys R Us is keeping very tight-lipped of what they're- going to do, but it's going to be like a, you know, a customer experience and an omnichannel combination. So that's that. So uh, the glimpse of fashion retail uh, was talked a lot about uh, the responsibility of the garments, you know, how fast fashion has changed the scene. Uh, so they're talking about sustainable sources, um, you know, recycled sources, that kind of thing. Um and how that's also had how they've had a hand and the impact of you know customer purchase habits. Um you want to take the next one with uh Gwyneth Paltrow?
0: Yeah, that's such a terrible, horrible, crappy company. That whole goop thing is a big fat zero.
1: Yeah. Yeah I, I'm I'm sure that is not what you
0: expected me to say, but jade vagina eggs and the rest of the ship that she somehow somehow believes is actually going to do something it's a complete total waste of lots and lots of money oh my god that thing should not even exist you know they can take their seamless customer journey in their ai and stand up their jade vagina eggs okay okay (laughs) sorry i guess you didn't realize that i have zero good things to say about goop when you made a note for me to talk about it
1: <laughs> <laughs> i didn't think that you would be in love with them but i didn't know you'd be like right up- opposed up. to their existence yes yeah, exactly <laughs> you know you know this is what happens when you're a celebrity <laughs> And of course, no, this is what happens when you have absolutely zero
0: common sense, no knowledge about how medical professions and things like that actually work. And you literally, I mean, who's going to, the stupid stuff that they have, okay, are you going to steam your vagina? Right, Be <laughs> you don't think. <laughs> I mean, here, buy this vagina steamer and when you're finished, take this jade egg and stick it up in there. I mean, what the fuck?
1: Right. So, you know, she had some, um, something to say, when of course, because of the media- She's who- laughing all the way to the bank. There's no doubt about it, okay? Yeah. She's yeah. like the young, white Oprah who has half the fucking common sense of Oprah. Yeah, I mean, she, not, it was just more than her going to NRF. When she, she did a lot of media when she was out and about those few weeks. She was on. She was everywhere. So you know, to her, it was a PR uh, junket more than anything.
0: I mean, you know who I do like of actresses who have brands that have stuff. I like Jessica Alba's Honest Company stuff. hmm I do. I think that the actual that product line is actually somewhat well
1: thought out. It's reasonable. Oh my, it's not any oh kind my. of crazy shit. I think I know who you're talking about. Yes. That The yes. one that's married to Justin Timberlake. Yeah, I know who you're talking about, yeah.
0: Yeah, like her. Actually, I think she has like a decent business and she has like a decent business model. This whole goop thing, it's just a joke. Like, it's like literally such a joke. I cannot believe people don't just stand up and be like, the emperor has no clothes on. But that's that's my opinion.
1: (laughs) All right, we'll just glance over
0: that. (laughs) (laughs) Note to self, do not ask him to talk about things that I don't know what she might say. (laughs)
1: well you know that i don't mind when you explode i love it i'll 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 carry that tune all day with you oh my god (laughs) but we do need to move on for uh the sake of the podcast all right fine (laughs) so yes so ai has been made clear that's the latest trend um as well as an omni channel experience and that's where we come in because we know how to do things like that uh, to provide a seamless customer journey. Um, and you know, the new term is called, is called the experience economy for consumers. So if you start hearing that term, you know where it comes from. Uh, so that's basically it. Um, you know, that's
0: going to be a real problem with this coronavirus thing. You can't leverage out something that involves people getting up, leaving their houses, coming into a place and physically touching stuff in a land where people are freaking out about germs
1: and viruses. Yeah, I mean, you could even say that about having something delivered. You don't know, it probably came from China. Well, these, that's like these people, they're like,
0: oh, I'm never going to leave my house again. I'm just going to get the groceries delivered. And I'm thinking, How many people will be touching the packages before they actually get to your house? Right. And you open them or you pick up the box or you take the bag
1: or whatever. I mean, what that? Yeah, you got to get that spray. Spray it all before you touch it. Or you could just wash your freaking hands. I have no idea if the spray exists. I just thought it would be great to say. No, just wash your damn hands once in a while. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) <laughs> All right. So I think that's a great wrap up. We probably should have talked about the coronavirus instead today, the retail environment. No,
0: I don't want to give the coronavirus <laughs> any more billing than we already have. I mean, people have to go about their regular lives because, you know, if everything stops and slows down and shuts down, then how are people going to actually go to work and make enough money to pay their freaking bills? Right.
1: right. So
0: anyway, um, All right, so we will, I guess, be back in two weeks. Hopefully, we will not be talking about coronavirus. Um, Hopefully, two weeks from now, we will also have another update, not to tease our new women-centric product, um, but to tease it, yes, nonetheless. So, uh, I'm going to Mexico. You just got
1: back. Oh, yeah, you just got back off a cruise. How was that? Oh, it was great. We were able to stop in all our ports. No coronavirus. No, some ships were not so we were lucky yeah i saw the one that it turned out that the two people on board
0: did not have coronavirus they had the flu uh the regular flu
1: which i think is probably about what coronavirus is going to turn out to be um but you know i noticed going down and coming back up there's a lot of like the toronto contingent that went down there and came back up on the same flight so same ship so we you know we didn't really go off the rails and interacted outside of our area you know
0: <laughs> oh
1: yeah huh. yeah all right well Great. i will um, um yeah just let me see any retailer wants to know how a omni channel can work for them get in touch with us we'll be happy to talk to you about it anytime uh thanks for listening today yeah thanks for listening today Gwyneth. <laughs> <laughs> till next time awesome